Well, thank you very much. You are listening to the Jazz Focus on WETF South Bend, Indiana, the Jazz Station. My name is John Clark, and thank you for joining us again this week. Today, our focus is going to be on a particular saxophonist, an alto saxophonist, whose name isn't terribly well known today, but he was very highly regarded uh, in the 1930s, 40s, 50s, even into the 60s. His name was Willie Smith, not to be confused with Willie the Lion Smith, the great stride pianist from Harlem, or another Willie Smith who uh, was an alto saxophonist from Cleveland from the 1970s and 80s. This Willie Smith was born in Charleston, South Carolina in uh, 1910. Some sources say he spent some time early on in Cleveland. I have to wonder if that was just uh, him being mistaken for the other Willie Smith. As it happens, there's a uh, website devoted to uh, Cleveland jazz artists, and they uh, speak very highly of the Cleveland Willie Smith, and they give our Willie Smith's biographies a little bit strange there. Anyway, this Willie Smith went to Fisk University as a 14-year-old. He was a bit of an academic prodigy. He uh, graduated at the age of about 19 with a degree in chemistry. He had played music all along his college career, saxophone and clarinet primarily, Uh, and he, uh, early on in his college career, made the acquaintance of Jimmy Lunsford, who was uh, leading a band at Fisk. He was also, I think, a a teacher, a physical education teacher, something like that, and he had a band made of primarily of students from that university. And uh, Willie Smith was one of his star uh, students in that band. That band stayed together after some of the uh, principals graduated and started making records in about 1930. They uh, went to New York and uh, began uh, playing some pretty high-profile gigs after having filled out their ranks with some New York musicians. And the Jimmy Lunsford Orchestra, starting in about 1934, was one of the most successful and... um, influential African-American bands of the swing era. They lasted until Lunsford died in the uh, later 1940s, 46, 47. He had a heart attack uh, while he was on tour, but he kept a band together for that whole time, and there was a pretty consistent personnel for most of it. Willie Smith stayed with him from the beginnings until he left in about 1942. He was tired of the road, and the Lunsford band was not a particularly well-paying group. Um, so he left and went with uh, first Charlie Spivak's band and then with Harry James's band. Uh, and then for a little while, in about 1951, he was with the Duke Ellington band for a year or two, uh, replacing Johnny Hodges. And uh, following that, he went back with James and freelanced around. He was a, a very well-respected saxophonist on the West Coast uh, from the mid-1940s on. He played a lot of studio gigs. He did uh, a lot of one-off uh, record sessions and things like that. He was known primarily as a great 
lead alto player from his days with Jimmy Lunsford. He also did some arranging. He was a very effective clarinet player, and he sang and uh, clowned as well. The Lunsford band was a show band, and everybody in it was expected to do some uh, uh, novelty turns, whether comedy or singing or dancing or something like that. And uh, Willie Smith was very good at all aspects of the business. We're going to be concentrating on some of the small group's recordings that featured Willie Smith that were made between about 1944-45 and about 1956 or so. Uh, we're going to do a little uh, cross-section of uh, that uh, industry and also hear uh, a number of the tunes that were recorded under Willie Smith's name. He didn't record many dates under his name. He did one in 1945. We're going to hear the whole thing of that. Uh, he did one a few years later uh, for... Um, Capital Recordings, which we'll hear a couple of tunes from, and then he did an LP at the very end of his career, right before he died, actually. We're not actually going to hear anything from that. We might uh, come back to that on a different show. So we started out with a tune called The Coronation Hop, uh, done uh, at the time of the, the Royal Coronation in England, Queen II. This was done on April 14, 1953, by a quintet. Uh, that was led by, uh, actually a sextet that was led by Gene Krupa, the great drummer who had made his name with Benny Goodman in the 30s and later had his own great band. And some of the uh, people he was playing with in this group uh, were uh, friends and acquaintances from way back. Israel Crosby on bass, he uh, played uh, some of his first recording dates with Gene Krupa in his swing band, which we've played on different shows in the past. Steve Jordan was on guitar. He was considered uh, a protege of Freddie Green, the great uh, uh, rhythm guitarist with Count Basie. Teddy Wilson was on piano. Of course, Teddy Wilson and Gene Krupa were two-thirds of the Benny Goodman Quartet. Willie Smith on alto, and Charlie Shavers on trumpet. Shavers we've heard a lot of in our programs in the past. He was a ubiquitous presence in recording sessions uh, from the late 1930s all the way up into the 50s and then beyond as well. He was a bit of a child prodigy. He was playing with John Kirby's band when he was about 18 or 19. He, uh, In fact, earlier than that, when he was about 17, I think. He was born in 1920, and he was a very fine arranger. He, indeed, was the composer of the tune we just heard, the Coronation Hop. And that had good solos all around. Then we went to a, um, a session that was made for Keynote in 1945, May of 1945. This was in Los Angeles. The other one was in New York. This was done by Corky Corcoran and his orchestra. Corky Corcoran was a tenor sax player who at the time was playing with Harry James, as was Willie Smith on alto, and uh, Alan Royce on guitar, Ed Michalik on bass, and Nick Fatul on drums. All five of those musicians were part of the Harry James Orchestra of 1945. Dodo Marmorosa was on piano. He was one of the early bop pianists, and he uh, had played with an, uh, quite a few groups, quite a few bop groups. Uh, he was, I believe, playing with Buddy DeFranco at that point. And the trumpet player was uh, the old-timer of the group, Emmett Berry, a great swing trumpet player. Again, we've heard from him on a few shows. He was with Count Basie at the time. And so this group uh, did a recording session in May of 1945 for Keynote, and the tune that we uh, heard from that was called The Minor Blues. And for some reason, uh, Johnny Thompson is given credit for arranging that. He was one of Harry James' arrangers. There really was no arrangement of that. It was just a string of solos. And it very nicely started out with Alan Royce playing some lovely rhythmic guitar uh, and then joined by Willie Smith at the beginning. 
So now we're going to go to that session I'd mentioned earlier, the uh, Willie Smith and his orchestra session done for Keynote. And this was done in May of 1945. So this was right uh, about the same time, actually it was about two weeks before the Corky Corcoran session. And uh, had a couple of the same people. It has Nick Fatul on drums and Ed Michalik on bass. Arnold Ross was on piano. He was uh, the pianist with the Harry James Band, I believe at the time. Uh, interesting addition in this group is Les Paul on guitars. Before he had uh, made his name doing the uh, Les Paul Mary Ford recordings and some of the overdub experiments that he uh, was to become famous for, here he's playing straight-out jazz guitar, electric guitar. Willie Smith, of course, on alto. Billy May was on trumpet. He uh, was a tremendous arranger and uh, music director, and uh, of course he was responsible for many of the Time Life swing band recreations of the 1960s. Uh, he had his own band through the 1950s. He was uh, known for, initially anyway, for having played jazz trumpet with Charlie Barnett in his orchestra, and also with Glenn Miller in his orchestra, and so we get to hear him play some jazz on this date. And then rounding out the band was Murray McEckern on trombone. He was a Canadian uh, trombone player. He was actually a multi-instrumentalist who came uh, to public attention playing with the Casaloma Band in the middle 1930s, where he played trombone and alto saxophone. Uh, a little bit later, he played with Benny Goodman, and then uh, he went with several other bands and into the studios. Very, very highly skilled musician. We'll hear some fine trombone playing on these uh, pieces. So the tunes we're going to hear from this recording date are You Want to Be in Pictures, September in the Rain, Will You Weep For Me, which is a blues, and Moton Swing. And I believe all of these arrangements were done by Willie Smith. He was, as I said, a very capable arranger. He arranged for uh, the early uh, Jimmy Lunsford band, some, some really wonderful arrangements that he did for them, but he sort of got out of the habit of that. He concentrated on leading the section and entertaining and playing solos. So those are our tunes right now. You Ought to Be in Pictures, September in the Rain, Willie Weep For Me, and the Moton Swing.
So a little extra thrown in there at the end. So we started out with the Willie Smith Orchestra. Willie Smith and his orchestra, some of his compatriots with the Harry James Band, Nick Fatul on drums, Ed Markelik on bass, uh, Arnold Ross on piano, also with Billy May on trumpet, Murray McEachern on trombone, and Les Paul playing uh, a fairly rare date as a jazz guitar solo at that point. This was done on May 2nd of 1945 for the Keynote label, and we heard September in the Rain, You Ought to Be in Pictures, Moten Swing and Willie Weep for Me. That uh, was a, a slow blues. We'll hear several of those coming up. We heard the minor blues earlier. Um, Willie Smith was known as a, as a very effective blues player. Um, he was featured on a number of Lunsford recordings playing the blues, none better than the Uptown Blues, which is really a, a special performance. Then we finished up with a uh, tune by Al Casey and his orchestra. And uh, this was done uh, for the Capitol label. And Capitol was a relatively new label in the middle 1940s. This was done uh, on, um, let's see, January 19th of 1945, fairly early in the Capitol uh, history. Uh, it was a, a two-part date. The first four tunes were done by Big Sid Catlett's band, and the last two tunes by Al Casey and his sextet. Roughly the same personnel. On the Al Casey uh, 
set, we had Gerald Wilson on trumpet. He was uh, a, another Lunsford man. He was uh, also an arranger. He had a, a great band that uh, went into the 1970s, I think even into the 1980s, doing a lot of his own arrangements. Very forward-looking arranger and a good jazz trumpeter, too. We heard him very briefly on the tune that uh, I picked from that session, which was Sometimes I'm Happy. But most of that arrangement was a feature for Willie Smith, doing some really controlled and beautiful ballad playing. Also in that band were... Um, Horace Henderson on piano, and uh, Al Casey, the leader on guitar. He had, of course, been with Fats Waller's band in the 30s. John Simmons on bass, and Sid Catlett on drums. Excellent little group. So for our next set, we're going to be featuring a couple of vocalists and also some instrumentals as well. Our first tune comes from the album Lady Sings the Blues, done by Billie Holiday for Verve Records in 1956. Uh... The tune that we're going to hear features Willie Smith. It's called the Stormy Blues, and it was a relatively rare example of Billie Holiday singing blues from this point in her career. She sometimes is known as a blues singer, which is really inappropriate because she didn't record all that many blues compared to the number of pop tunes and things that she did. She did bring a blues sensibility, of course, to everything she sang, but um, the actual blues uh, numbers in her repertoire were not terribly uh, Great. This Stormy Blues, however, is a, is a good exception. She sings some very compelling choruses, backed by Willie Smith on alto, Harry Edison on trumpet, Bobby Tucker, who was her regular accompanist on piano, Barney Kessel on guitar, Red Calendar on bass, and Chico Hamilton on drums. These were recordings done in Los Angeles. All these musicians were, were, were good West Coast players at the time. It was recorded on September 3rd, 1954. So from that uh, point, we're going to uh, go to a uh, series of collaborations that Willie Smith did with Nat King Cole. Now, Nat Cole was, of course, uh, known as a vocalist in the 1950s and 60s. Uh, he really came to prominence as a great jazz pianist. And as the notes to one of these albums says, if he had never sung a note, he would still be looked at as one of the great jazz pianists of the era. The fact that he was such a popular singer and a popular entertainer uh, really kind of muffled his jazz playing considerably. Even on the uh, television programs he had in the 60s, he would usually sit down and play a, a, a jazz number at some point with his trio. But his uh, trio from the 1940s created some wonderful jazz performances, and on those occasions when he played with uh, larger bands, uh, he did some really superb jazz work, as we will hear on these next few tunes. We're going to hear two tunes from a band that was called the Keynoters, and that was kind of a, uh, a catch-all uh, name for a couple of different groups on the keynote label of All Stars. This one comes from February 16th of 1946, again from Los Angeles. Willie Smith on alto, Nat Cole on piano, Red Calendar on bass, and Jackie Mills on drums. Again, all West Coast players. And we're going to hear two tunes. We're going to hear Airiness a la Nat, which is a version of I Got Rhythm, and another ballad for Willie Smith, My Old Flame. So those two tunes will also feature really superb piano accompaniment and solos uh, along with Willie Smith. Clearly, uh, Smith and, and Nat Cole were, were, were mutual uh, admirers, and uh, they recorded several times together, including an album that was called The After Midnight Sessions. It was Nat Cole's kind of return to jazz in 1956. He uh, made... Uh, these recordings uh, for Capital that came out under that album uh, name, the After Midnight Sessions. And they were done with his trio and with one guest star on each number. Actually, each guest star played two or three numbers. Uh, on some of the tunes, it was Juan Tizal on valve trombone, 
Stuff Smith played violin on a few numbers, Harry Edison played trumpet on a few, and Willie Smith played on a few. And we're going to hear the uh, collaboration between the Nat Cole trio, actually quartet, and uh, Willie Smith on a tune called Just You, Just Me. Then we're going to round out that set with another uh, sort of a one-off keynote session that uh, Smith was hired to do. This was Shorty Chirac and his orchestra. Shorty Chirac was a, a fine trumpeter, kind of in the Harry James mode. He had played with Jimmy Dorsey's band, a uh, good jazz player, kind of kind of flashy, but uh, yeah, put a fine band together for this one. Along with Willie Smith, we have Corky Corcoran on tenor sax. He was a Harry James uh, I won't even say an alum. He was a present tenor player with Harry James. He had gone with the band when he was a teenager. This was from 1946, by the way. And then Arnold Ross, Alan Royce, and uh, Ed Milek in the rhythm section, all Harry James guys, and Dave Coleman on drums. This was actually not done for Keynote. This was done for the Signature label, which was another small jazz label from the 1940s. So we're going to hear a tune called um, Willie's. That's it. Willie's, and uh, it will naturally feature Willie Smith. So those are our tunes. The Stormy Blues, Arina Salanat, Mild Flame, Just You, Just Me, and Willie's. I lose 
lose my man I lose my head I lose my money Feel like I'm almost dead I need you
just me Let's find a cozy spot to cuddle and woo Just us, just we I've missed an awful lot, my trouble is you Oh gee, what are your charms for? What are my arms for? Use your imagination, just see you Just me, I'll tie lovers not around wonderful you
There we have the Willies, Shorty Chirac and his uh, orchestra with Willie Smith on alto sax, uh, done for the Signature label in 1946. And before that, we heard Just You, Just Me from the After Midnight album, After Midnight Sessions album, done by Nat King Cole, uh, featuring his uh, trio, actually quartet, because drums were on there, and uh, Willie Smith added for that number. Two numbers before that for Keynote, also featuring Nat King Cole, just as a pianist this time, although that's not, not, not a criticism. He was, as we said, one of the best jazz pianists of the middle to late 1940s, that early bop post-swing period. He was a real master of that, and uh, his career got derailed making money and becoming popular, but uh, he did leave us quite a few recordings, including those two done with the Keynoters, also featuring Willie Smith uh, as the only horn in a rhythm section headed by Nat Cole. We heard Airiness a la Nat, a uh, I Got Rhythm knockoff, and My Old Flame. And we started out with the Billie Holiday number, Stormy Blues, from Lady Sings the Blues, the Verve album. Big solo by Willie Smith right at the beginning of that. So Smith continued in the Harry James Band up till about, you know, 1960 or so. After that, he stayed on the West Coast. He did studio dates. He made some albums. Uh, his career went into a little bit of a decline just because of tastes and also the fact he was he had been an alcoholic and uh, wasn't playing terribly well at the end of his life. His last album was a little bit disappointing and kind of sad in a way. Um, we may play a couple of tracks. There were some nice things on that. Uh, as I said, it, he recorded it very, very close to the time when he died, so he was probably not in the best shape at the time. But these recordings we're hearing right now are definitely Willie Smith at the peak of his powers, and at some point we're going to do a program either here or on my podcast, also called The Jazz Focus on Anchor.fm or Spotify, Apple Music, lots of other platforms, might do a, a program on the Jimmy Lunsford Band of the middle 1930s and the Decca years. Great band. So we're going to finish off with two tunes that Smith did under his own name. Uh, this was uh, uh, the Willie Smith Quintet. Willie Smith on alto with Dodo Marmorosa. We heard him at the beginning of the program on piano. Barney Kessel on guitar. Red Calendar on bass. And Joe Jones from the Count Basie Band on drums. Uh, he did a... Uh, Two or three recordings in 1947. I believe these were done for um, Capitol. Oh, I'm not 100. Oh, no, I believe they were done for Verve, uh, the Norman Grands label, which probably was Clef at the time. And this came out on an album called The Jazz Scene. I'm going to play two of those tunes to uh, kind of see us off here. This was before uh, Smith had gone with the Ellington Band, but he featured himself on the Ellington number Sophisticated Lady, which we're going to hear uh, to begin with. And then we're going to finish up with a tune called the Not-So-Bop Blues. Again, this was right at the beginning or just after the beginning of the bebop period, and uh, some of the swing musicians were, were feeling a little bit pushed, I think, by bebop musicians like Charlie Parker, although Smith and Parker shared the stage many times with the Jazz at the Philharmonic tours, which uh, was a, a staple in in um, Smith's career in the 1950s. So that's our Willie Smith program. Uh, this is the Jazz Focus on WETF, the jazz station, South Bend, Indiana. My name is John Clark. Hope you've enjoyed the program and uh, seek out a little more Willie Smith. So we're going to finish up with Sophisticated Lady and the Not-So-Bop Blues. <laughs> Thank you. 
Thank you.